Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mac on the left side. Shaded by Wade. Floats up a right-hander. No good. Rudy Gobert comes in high and hard with a follow jam. You are Locked On Jazz. Your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is Locked On Jazz for the 19th of January. The Rudy Go Bear edition of the program. Plus, Chris Paul out as many as eight weeks. The impact on the Clippers. And has anyone noticed what Nikolai Jokic is doing in Denver? Those things all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Pow! How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. Thank you very much. For tuning in. Glad to have you aboard the program. Glad to have you subscribed on iTunes or Audio Boom or wherever it is uh, that you follow and catch. And I use Dog Catcher, whatever it might be uh, that you use. Thank you very much. Uh, this is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Today's show is brought to you by two good friends, Dan Spence and Jamalto, as well as Devin Cash and Equity Real Estate. Super happy to have both of them aboard on the show sponsoring today's program. Dan Spence and Jamalto. Jamalto is a global leader in digital security. They do great work to keep your company safe. And Devin Cash is our original sponsor of the program. He works real estate in the local Utah area and is going to help you out uh, with that. I'll tell you more about those guys uh, coming up here. I think I told you what we're going to talk about. We're going to do a little bit. We did Gordon Hayward on Monday. We'll do the Rudy Gobert edition. But the huge news of the NBA is obviously the injury to Chris Paul. And so we'll dig into that, the impact on the Clippers, two ways to look at it, uh, what it means to the Clippers and uh, what it means to the Western Conference race. Uh, some interesting little things going on as well uh, with the uh, Houston Rockets, just kind of maybe to put part of our season in perspective. I'll try to get to that as well. Let's go to our pins across the world. Where do we go today? You can email me at dlock at 09 at gmail.com. Today we go to Bluffdale, Utah from Bregan Webb. My family was one of the early settlers of the small town of Bluffdale, just 30 minutes outside of Salt Lake. My great-grandparents nearly lost their farm near the end of the Great Depression when a terrible bus train accident rocked their small community, killing two of my grandfather's siblings among the 37 other Jordan High students. Unknown to my grandparents, their oldest son, Wilbur, had just purchased a small life insurance policy who paid them just enough to save the farm, and as a result of the accident, all buses nationwide now stop at a railroad crossing. Over time, the farm was moved to Idaho, but many of us have remained in Bluffdale. Like many, my jazz fandom started early with junior jazz and memories of the shot, which sent us to the finals. But one of my favorite childhood memories is how my friends and I would wipe the side of our face when shooting free throws so we could be like Jeff Hornacek. Now grown, my wife Amber and I are continuing the Bluffdale and jazz traditions as we raise soon-to-be five boys. Monday, we took the Jazz Clipper preseason game and purchased them each a jersey. And may I say the next generation Jazz fans are pumped and excited to come home every school day and pretend to be Jazz players. Uh, 
Bregan Webb is our Bluffdale cute pictures he sent me of of the clan. He's got a lot of little boys running around there. He's got his own starting five in Bluffdale. Thank you very much. You can send me in your pin at dlock09 at gmail.com. That's dlock09 at gmail.com. All right, let's get to our tip-off story of the day. That's Rudy Gobert. Uh we did. We talked about Gordon earlier this week. I, I really am blown away, uh, blown away this year by both Rudy Gobert and Gordon Hayward's development and uh, what they have done to carry this team. Rudy has played 43 games this year. So that's the first one. And when we really start to consider Rudy and understand, Ru- we haven't had the two-year anniversary yet of the Ennis Cantor trade. I mean, Rudy's been doing this. He started 140 games in his career. So he's in his second year. He started 37 after the Cantor trade. He then got hurt. So he didn't, he didn't make all 82 played 60 and he started 43 this year. If you put the 43 and 37, he's just about at a second full season. And in in his second full season as a starter, he's 12 points, 12.5 rebounds, three blocks, and shooting an incredible 66%. Uh, His free throw shooting is up at 66% too. The, The work he is putting in, 33 minutes a night, night in and night out, is just... Awesome. He's staying on the floor. His per 36-minute fouls are the same they've always been while he becomes more aggressive and more demonstrative. Some of the other numbers are just stunning. His per 36 minutes, he's averaging three minutes per 36 minutes, points three points more per 36 minutes than he did a year ago. He's grabbing an extra rebound when he was already one of the elite rebounders in the game. He's blocking more shots per 36 minutes. It's not only the time he's spending on the floor. It's the when he's on the floor, how much more remarkably productive he is. The 66% shooting percentage is just remarkable. Between zero and three feet, last year he shot 64%. This year he's shooting 73%. From zero to three feet. 73%. Sure, a lot of them are dunks, but last year, same opportunities, he was 64%. Better strength, better health, better passes, better understanding of the game, better understanding of how to get himself available. He's had 107 dunks this year. He only had 96 all of last year. So he's learned how to play with a verticality that he never had before. He's understanding his body, his strength, his game of of what he can and how he can play. He's he's drawn as many fouls this year as he had all of last year. His and ones, okay, power and 10 all of last year, 25 already this year. More than he had in the entire 14-15 season. These are our, these are big steps. Balance, strength, positioning, better passing, 
it, this is this is a huge jump in who he is as a player. You know, forty percent of his field goals are now dunks. Well, last year it was twenty nine percent. Well, oh, it's just a dunk. Yeah, but not everybody can get them. Like that's a skill, that's a talent in and of itself is to be able to get that dunk. He has got 28 straight games with 10 or more rebounds. In the last 20 years in the NBA, DeAndre Jordan, Dwight Howard, Kevin Garnett, and Kevin Love have done that. Love went for 56. Garnett went for 33. Howard went for 33. And DeAndre Jordan went for 31. See how long he keeps this going. The impact Rudy has on the team might be his, when you start digging in second level, might be some of the, the best attributes to him. So when he's on the floor, the Jazz defensive rating, this is a game or two old. I could probably find it and update it perfectly, but this is a game or two old in my notes is 95.9. It's probably a little higher now the last few games. Haven't been as good. I could, you know what, why don't we just make sure we're exactly right. And and, and let you, it, it it's incredible. This, this is the type of stuff that's what makes the player of the year, why he should make the all-star team. Um, when Rudy Gobert is on the floor, the Jazz defensive rating is 99 Point six. When he's off the floor, it's one hundred four point nine. Okay, that's a that's a five point difference. We're plus eight point three when Gobert is on the floor. Opponents shooting when Rudy Gobert is on the floor is forty two percent and thirty five percent from three. When he's off the floor, it's 45%, three percentage points better, and another percentage point better from three. 1.5%, actually. To classify Rudy's impact as offensive or defensive only is a terrible misnomer. When Rudy's on the floor, offensively, we shoot 47% and 38% from three. When Rudy's off the floor, our shooting percentage is down 1.4%. Our three-point shooting percentage is down 1.8%. Well, what, how does that... Because Rudy's impact rolling to the rim is so dramatic that it forces defenses to react. When you look at the Jazz statistically, there's some things that separate who they are from the other teams in the league. And one of them is how they take the corner three and how they defend the corner three. So the Jazz take the eighth most amount of threes in the NBA and the sixth most amount of corner threes. One of the ways they're able to do that is because of the fact that Rudy Gobert on offense is forcing teams to defend the rim. And when they have to defend the rim, it opens up the pass on from Rudy on the roll. It opens up the ability to get the ball 
to the corner three. Rudy's pressure, new vertical pressure on the rim is a complete game changer. Defensively, the Jazz are the number one team in the NBA defending the restricted area. Teams shoot 54.9%. The league average is 60.5. So teams shoot six percentage points less well in the restricted area when Rudy Gobert is on the floor. It's incredible. The Jazz entire defensive philosophy is to drive people into that paint, have Rudy defend it. It's why the Jazz are also the second best team in the NBA at preventing you from taking a three. Now, when they get threes, teams are making some of them. But what Rudy is able to allow you to do is to aggressively run teams off the three-point line and then they're going to play in the mid-range or in the paint. Usually teams average 1.2, 1.24 points per shot in the paint. With Gobert, it's 1.08. So every shot in the paint is suddenly dramatically less successful. Simultaneously, the Jazz are keeping you off the three-point line. Why? Because of Rudy. It's, it's really stunning. How he, in every way, impacts his team. The free throw shooting development has had a huge part of it. The consistent night in and night out desire to be absolutely excellent is as big a part of who Rudy Gobert is as anything else. It's an all-star caliber first half of the season. Whether... That happens. Hard to say. Not sure that I could want to. I don't think it discredits anything he's done if he doesn't get it. But I'd have to think the coaches are going to think about it quite a bit. With the possibility of honoring him in that fashion, considering how much he impacts games. Ron Boone was on 1280 yesterday and talked about every coach. It's the first thing they talk about. Jazz are top two in defensive efficiency. Number one in defensive effective field goal percentage. Number one defending the restricted area. Number one defending the paint. Number two at defending the three-point line. Number one, or number two preventing the three-point line. Number one at denying the corner three. All because of Rudy. Within five feet, teams shoot 52% rather than 56%. Four percentage points. Within five feet, teams take 35% of their shots when Rudy's in the game. 39% of the Shots inside five feet when he's off. Inside nine feet, is really, it stretches out. Teams shoot 48% when he's on the floor, 53% when he's off. He's just awesome. Absolutely awesome. Today's show is brought to you by Dan Spence and Jamalto. Dan Spence is the local regional sales manager for Jamalto. Jamalto is a global leader in digital security, bringing trust to the increasingly crazy connected world. Jamalto's solutions really are the heart at the heart of the modern digital life, right? So uh, things are happening fast. Data's there. You've got all this stuff on the Internet. It's a little risky. feels uncomfortable. And you try to protect everything. And really what you have to do is you have to protect for the breach when it happens. Because data is the new gold. And everyone out there is after your gold. 
they're going to be able to breach your perimeter. That is the unfortunate reality. So you protect your critical data with Jamalto. You do it by encrypting and imprinting your important data, encrypting your important data, storing and managing your keys, and controlling user access. That's the three-step model that Jamalto uses to make sure that your intellectual property, your key data, your information is safe. The world is getting breached with regularity on the perimeter. Jamalto is going to make your information and your data safe. Call Dan Spence at Jamalto at 801-540-3024. That's 801-540-3024. Email Dan at dan.spence at jamalto.com. Chris Paul injury. The first questions I got from a lot of people is how does it impact the All-Star game? So let's, let's start with that. Uh, we went back to the other day I talked about the 15 Western Conference coaches will be voting for All-Stars. And Chris Paul, I believe, will still get all of those votes. Okay? Like, the, I don't think that by Chris Paul being out right now that coaches will suddenly not vote for Chris Paul. That, that's, I guess, the first question. Like, does he just not get, despite the fact that he's been the third or fourth best player in the NBA, do the coaches not vote for him? I, I don't think so. I think the coaches vote for Chris Paul. And then what happens is Adam Silver replaces that position. It's a commissioner choice at that point. So does it impact Gordon Hayward Rudy Gobert's chances of making the All-Star team. I honestly, I guess my first reaction would be if Hayward does not make it, it would probably mean that Dame Lillard does and then Hayward would be the obvious next choice as an injury Replacement. I I can't see the other scenario is that coaches don't vote for Chris Paul because of the fact that he's injured, which I don't see. If in fact that happens, then Clay Thompson would be the one who gets that vote or Dame Lillard gets that vote because they're guards. And the way the voting works is you have to vote for two guards, three front court players, and then two wild cards. So if you're voting for Westbrook and Paul, and now you decide, well, Chris is hurt, so I'm just not even going to vote for him, which, again, I think is, is unlikely because it matters if you make the All-Star game. Uh, some guys get bonuses, things of that nature. Then I would suspect if somebody does that, that what you'll what you'll see is that Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard, or C.J. McCollum get more votes because they're guards, and so it the only way it helps Gordon is you're voting for one. If you don't vote for Chris Paul, there's one more person to vote for, um, and so then you Gordon probably gets one of those two wild card votes uh, because Clay Thompson or Dame Lillard's already been voted for. So. It possibly could if some coach just decides not to vote for Chris Paul, but I, I find that unlikely. I, I think the Chris Paul will still be an all-star. Then you'll have your two 
wild cards, which I think will be Clay Thompson and Gordon Hayward, though it could be Clay Thompson and LaMarcus Aldridge very easily. It could be Clay Thompson and Damian Lillard very easily. It could be Clay Thompson and DeAndre Jordan very easily. And and then Gordon, so in no way is it is it guaranteed. I think it's it's got a good chance. Um but I think that then if there's a a third you know, if there's an injury replacement, it feels as though that obviously would help Gordon. So that if it's now, unless they suddenly need, think they need a big. Um, you know, I think DeMarcus Cousins is the interesting call here, by the way. I, I just wonder if all 15 coaches, 14, because you, your own coach can't vote, it's gonna vote for, are really going to vote for DeMarcus Cousins. I just have to figure some coaches are leaving him off. Maybe not. Maybe that's just my own personal bias, and he's just so dang good that every coach is going to do that. that. That's my thought on that. What does the Clipper, what does the injury to Chris Paul do to the Clippers? So Chris Paul, ligaments in the thumb, been there, done that. Out six to eight weeks. So if it's six weeks, he returns basically March 1st against Houston. If it's eight weeks, he probably returns March 13th at Utah. (laughs) There's a... What's what's really interesting about this schedule is it's two things about this. It's particularly if you go to March thirteenth, it's brutal with the amount of road versus home games. They open with a five game road trip, followed by another five game road trip. They then play three of four at home, so they'll play eleven road games, eleven of sixteen on the road at that point. Uh, in their next, that's if he comes back on March first. They will have played 11 of 16 on the road without him. If he comes back on March 13th against Utah, uh, which really 18th would, you know, frankly, if you're taking eight weeks, it would take him a step further. But let's call it March 13th against Utah. Then they actually play another four of their next seven on the road. And if he misses Utah, it's five of eight. So if he came back the game after Utah, it could be that he misses 16 of 24 on the road. So that's brutal. Now, this is a theory that I've promoted a lot to you guys and talked about an awful lot, and that is the losses, if you're good, as the Jazz are this year, as the Clippers are, you can't afford – it's hard to lose games to bad teams and make it up. So if you kind of look, the Clippers have 14 losses this year. They're to Oklahoma City – they're to Memphis. They're to Detroit. That's not a great one at Detroit. At Indiana, the bad loss at Brooklyn. In Indiana, Golden State. Washington's not great at Washington, but you're going to lose at some point. Uh, Holmes means Dallas is not great. At the Lakers, at Denver. They, they have a collection of suddenly these losses. They're like, ooh, that hurts. So the only way you get them back is you go. you have to beat the better teams. Um. What, what's telling to me here in their stretch, in their next 11 of 16, they play the Celtics, Houston, Raptors, Jazz, Spurs, and Warriors three times. In, in one sense, that means they're going to pile up a lot of losses, but most of those are losses that they probably would have had anyway. What's telling to me is what they do in the next five games. 
for the Clippers. So the Clippers play tomorrow night home against Minnesota. That's a game they regularly would have won. And what's crucial here is they probably don't have Blake for some of this. So that's a win that turns into a loss. That's big if they lose that. At Denver. Denver's pretty darn good. We'll talk about Nikolai Jokic here in a second. Jazz are going to have a hard time with Denver in a little bit. But that's another one that they probably win. You know, you when you project at Denver for the season, you're projecting them to split the Denver games. So it's kind of that's a point five uh, if they go to Denver four times. I don't I don't know. They may only go to Denver once this year from the quick kind of scan of things. So if they are only going to Denver once, then you know maybe that's if they've won their other two Denver games, that one's not as big a deal. <clears throat> but you, they beat Denver at home earlier this year. Um, trying to look at it, I can't quite see. Uh, and they lost to Denver at home, so that they, then they got to win that Denver game. You can't lose a season series to Denver. They go to Atlanta, a game I wouldn't say they're supposed to win, but. You know, you probably, Atlanta's pretty good. If you're going to win 55 games, though, you, you start beating after about the top three teams in the East. you you got to win most of those series. At Philadelphia, certainly a game you expect them to win. Now without Chris Paul, maybe without Blake Griffin on the back end of a back-to-back. Let's see. They have a weird trip where they go at Denver, at Atlanta, at Philadelphia, and then back to at Golden State. That doesn't matter. The at Golden State, they're going to lose. They're going to lose that game anyway. Then they play Phoenix. Phoenix is pretty good right now. They've beat Phoenix twice this year. They play Phoenix four times. You expect them to win three out of four. So that's, it's not the end of the world, but they better get that next one. But those are the games that jump out to me. Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta, 76ers, Golden State, Phoenix. Like they go lose four of those six. Oh boy. Right now. Because after that is the stretch where they were going to lose anyway. Home against Golden State. At Boston. At Toronto. At New York. At Charlotte. At Utah. They, they aren't expected to win those games anyway. Right? Their, their best guess on that was even at healthy to go two and three. If they do more than that, they're rolling. So it's the first six games here that if they don't win, then leading into the next six, this really becomes catastrophic. Then they have Atlanta at home. It's a game they should win, but tough. At Golden State, doesn't matter. Home against San Antonio, home against Charlotte. These these now get big again. That Atlanta home game after the All-Star break, home against Charlotte, home against Houston. Now they have Blake back for that. And probably Chris Paul right about there. So I really think it's the next six that are going to determine how Char- how the Clippers do uh, without the services of Chris Paul. Devin Cash has been with us from the very beginning. Devin is equity with Equity Real Estate. He's helped numerous locked-on jazz people find a new house and uh, find a home. Uh, he's done a neat deal where he had two free, se- two free season tickets to anyone who bought or sold a house with him. Uh, this year, now he'll do kind of rest of the season or look ahead toward next year, so that deal still applies. Uh, Devin views being a realtor as kind of the heart of a teacher. He says, I never want my clients to feel uncomfortable with any situation. 
Love working with first-time home buyers because I can guide them through the process start to finish. And when you need to talk to me, you talk to me. You won't have to deal with secretaries, receptionists, or coordinators. I never rush my clients into a decision that they've not ready to make. And the cherry on top is we can talk jazz basketball. Uh, Zach Campbell wrote me a little note after using him. Uh, he really pointed out one thing in his letter to, to me. Devin is simply a downright good guy, which fosters positive relationships with everyone he interacts with. We had several other people vying for the home we purchased. I credit Devin's interpersonal skills and real estate savvy for us now returning to the Mecca of the Utah Jazz in a perfect home. In addition to get us excellent, most excellent of homes, Devin also facilitated my childhood dream of being a jazz season ticket holder. So if you're in the market for a house or you just want him to do a market analysis of where your house stands right now, call Devin, 801-759-1495. 801-759-1495. That's 801-759-1495. Uh, another little interesting note is what's going on with the Houston Rockets. They're great. They're the third seed. They have been fabulous. They got the Clint Capella injury. They survived it beautifully, uh, They, which I was surprised by. And then all of a sudden recently, things aren't as good. Because not just Clint Capella was hurt, but Eric Gordon was hurt. Okay, well, now all of a sudden they're where the Jazz have been. They're missing two of their three, two starters. And they went to Minnesota and they lost 119-105. And you begin to fatigue because these guys are now playing extra minutes. That was a back end of a back-to-back. Those things become harder. They then get a day off, and they host Memphis. And again, they're now without Clint Capella, and and Eric Gordon comes back. But now that's a little bit more of a tired team. Gordon comes back, comes off the bench with Patrick Beverly, and they lose to Memphis, 110-105. They beat up on Brooklyn, and then last night they play Miami at Miami. And they don't have Ryan Anderson, who had the flu. Happens in Miami. Just kidding. Uh, they don't, Clint Capella's back, but for only 8 minutes and 30 seconds, so not really back. And Eric Gordon doesn't seem right, goes 3 of 17. James Harden goes 12 of 30. They, they, they were not right, in my, and, they, and they lose. So they've lost three of four. They have a back-to-back tonight in Milwaukee. They go to Golden State. Then they have a long road trip, and they play tough teams. Memphis, Milwaukee, Boston, at Philly, and at Indiana. Interesting stretch here because the impact of the injuries, one is they suddenly started to lose games they weren't losing, and now two is guys are tired. It's a lot of work to try to play at that level. And have to pick up, and everybody playing. This is my point on the Jazz this year. It's what the injuries do is they each have to, everyone's got to go play an extra little five extra minutes here or there, or four extra minutes, or a bigger burden. And it wears you out. So I'm really curious to watch what happens with Houston right here. And again, we're in this stretch where we're favored every night. I haven't really looked at it. I might pull it up right now at 538 to see if that's really true, but it feels like we're, you don't win every night you're favored. Right, but we're favored. Uh, has anyone taken a note of what Nikolai, Nikolai Jokic is doing? Nikolai Jokic is the uh, six foot ten center. Uh, was a former forty first pick of the draft. Unbelievable by Denver. He's in his second year. In December, he averaged seventeen points, nine rebounds, and five assists a game. 
while shooting 68% and 38% from three. Let me say that again. 6'10", 250, 17 points, 9 rebounds, 5 dimes, a block, 68% shooting from the field, 39% from three. In January, in January, 23 points per game, 11 rebounds, 5 assists, a block, a steal, 61% shooting, and 43% from three. Wow. Wow. Absurdness from Nikolai Jokic. We will see him shortly. Uh, I am done, but I then just got curious, and so I'm going to look something up. I just sometimes like to see who's playing well. So let's go look at the last 15 games of the NBA. Just kind of curious. I haven't looked at it. Just thought we'd do this together. I would have done this right after the show. So I might as well do it with you. Spurs number one, Warriors number two, Rockets number three, Raptors number four, Celtics number five in efficiency differential. Washington six, Atlanta seven, Thunder eight, Clippers nine, Jazz ten. Interesting. The last 15 games. Cavaliers not in that group. Cavaliers 19th. Wow. Uh, Brooklyn 30, Detroit 29, Orlando 28. We just beat both those teams. Lakers 27, Miami 26, Phoenix 25th. So we've been playing some bad teams. Bulls 24th, Sacramento 23rd, Portland 22nd. What about just kind of quick scan offense, top five? Spurs, Denver number two offensively, 30th defensively. Rockets three, Celtics four, Warriors five, Bucks sixth, but 26th defensively. Raptors 7, Thunder 8, Washington 9. And 8th defensively, impressive by Washington. Best defenses, Warriors 1, Jazz 2, Hawks 3, Spurs 4, Pelicans 5. Worst defenses, Denver, Sacramento, L.A., Detroit, Milwaukee, Phoenix, Brooklyn. Worst offenses, last 15 games. Brooklyn, Miami, Philadelphia, Detroit, New Orleans, Orlando, Chicago, Utah. Interesting. Portland. Wow, haven't heard that from anyone about Portland's offense. All right, just thought I'd do that at the end. Today's show was brought to you by our good friends uh, of Jamalto. Dan Spence at Jamalto can help you out. Uh, Dan.Spence at Jamalto.com and Devin Cash. Call or text Devin at 801-759-1495. 801-759-1495. That is... Locked on Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99 cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know how. Napa know how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 103117.